Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks and just again we're honored that uh, we can come across your airwaves and uh, you guys can be part of this broadcast that you know that we have a connection here within the ministry where we're thankful for those folks who are storing podcasts over there in Asia and Europe now in two different places and we gave them permission to do that the other day so if you're out there shout back at us at Helpful Wounded Spirits we want to say to our friends in Ukraine Russia wherever any of the craziness is going on that we love you we're praying for you the Ukrainian people listen you're heroes to our entire world right now. And uh, we're praying for you. We pray that God would hold you up and, and bring you through. And uh, uh, we, we're just learning so much from you. So yesterday, Stephanie, we're just going to hop right back in. I asked you a couple very hard questions right at the end. I, I actually thought in my mind that if I saved two minutes, <laughs> would be in a good place to ask and answer the question. You answered a lot of it. I asked you a question about relationships for that person who's a widow or widower who's, or, you know, and honestly, Stephanie, this could even be to somebody who's had to go through a biblical separation or divorce. I mean, this is waking up alone. You got kids, you're going through that and you're telling the story on how important they are. And uh, so I know you were kind of wrapping up. So add a minute or so to that and go ahead and bring it back to us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I was saying was that, you know, I've told many young ladies now um, that I, that I look, you know, ladies that are young, young married ladies, I talk to them different than I would have 10 years ago. Um, I'm a lot more honest with relationships now than I had become. Um, After you're burned, you kind of get to where you're, you, you hold yourself in a shell because it's a safer place to be. Yeah. And to understand that, no, it's, it's still good to be real. It's still good to um, love. It's still good. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah. Open yourself up to people because not everyone is a knucklehead. Not everyone right. is out to kill you yeah. emotionally. Um, and so be open to a relationship, you know, do it. Um, we've talked about this before. Women that have been been through an abusive marriage or an abusive extended family or whatever. Yeah. Your tendency is to say it's, it's safer to never get into a relationship again. Well, that's not how God intends it to be. That's what Satan wants you to do so that you'll shrivel up and die inside. There it is. And so be open to whatever God has for you because he still wants to give you joy and he's in your still relationship. God. Yeah. And you got to watch out that's for the right. knuckleheads. You know, once in a while I'll get a Facebook message from, you know, Dr. R.B. Lewis, the greatest cardiologist in Los Angeles, California, wants to friend me and know more about Stephanie. There's people out there that take advantage of the widows and widowers and they're, they're <laughs> fake accounts. They're, you know, yeah. and, they're, and there's people in real life that are fake. And yeah. so, so what Stephanie said is you can't live your life like everybody's fake. You just find the jerks and you move on. 
And, uh, <laughs> you know, you're still going to have a relationship. And I'm not saying and Stephanie is not involved in a relationship right now that's courting or dating. I'm saying just life relationships even. And uh, But we're not yeah. going to let you know anyway when Stephanie's involved until we may let you know what so She's probably going to be different. She'll probably come on and go, oh, There oh, might oh. be a... Yeah. Uh, there might be a name change announcement. You know, that might be the, that might be the way to go. So she meets somebody three years later, you know, or three months later, we tell you, Hey, just came from a wedding. I don't know, but I, I will say, and I said that and, I, and it's funny. I mean, Stephanie goes to funny places once in a while. She's come along. You know, I got to tell you something. She was a little stoic when I first met her. You know, she had been yeah. through some joke and some of you people are like that. So I want you to know that joy is okay too. It's okay yeah. for the joy to come back. You're not, I, you know, Stephanie, how can I say this? You're not bringing dishonor to the memory of your wife, your husband, your family, your kids. When you get, when you're joyful again, when someone dies, your yeah. parents, whoever it is who dies, you know, when yeah. it, it feels, it felt that way when I lost my mother, my stepfather, my sister, you know, it almost feels like, well, if I'm happy, if I'm joyful, uh, no, no, uh, to the contrary. Yeah. You know, God and wants that, us to be yes. joyful. They would want us to be joyful. Yes, exactly. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've told that to my kids before. You know, God doesn't want our family to live stagnant or to not move forward and experience anything he has for us. Yeah, that's right. And dad, that's how your dad would view it too. Your dad wouldn't want us to sit yeah. and mope. He wouldn't want us to, to be sad. No. He's he was given the greatest gift ever getting to go to heaven. That was his heart's desire. Yeah. We all knew that. So w the best thing we can do is keep moving on with life. Yes, that means that means embracing change sometimes. It means chapters of life morphing and changing. But that's what dad would want for us too. He wouldn't want us to just stay stagnant forever. And and folks, so that's it that that's it right there and and getting through you know we understand there's stages of grief there really is you know biblically yes. there's stages of grief there are stages of grief we get that uh but there there's also an understanding that we serve a great god who's joyful and happy i remember when i met stephanie and her family now remember i'm the i'm the person uh and debbie's the person we hang from rafters we're laughing all the time we're you know so when, <laughs> stephanie was not necessarily there when i first met her but it's, it's okay for people to come around like that too. You don't have to freak out and say, man, you know, who let Doug in the house, man? What is going on? <laughs> it's okay to say, man, this is fun. Yeah. I, I remember one time Emmy said to me, I'm just having so much fun. You know, and I said, <laughs> and uh, it's okay to have that much fun folks. And, and, yeah. uh, and I guarantee you the West Coast are having fun every day now. Boy, God has given them joy in their life. There's every a whole day. lot of laughter. Let me tell uh, you with all the comedians I've got in the house. I love hearing the stories. I mean, these, these people are wired 365 days a year. And not only is that okay, I think that's what God has for us. And so that's why I wanted to say yeah. that. Stephanie found her way back to that. Stephanie's kids probably never left there. They were just, you know, sometimes when you're young and stuff, you're just trying to get through junk. But so that's all we wanted to say. If you've been through great pain, we get it. If somebody has went on, we get that. Uh, whatever the case may be, but it's okay to have joy again. It's okay to, to, to serve God. And so we're on this verse, Stephanie, we actually have a few minutes before we uh, break here, but uh, we, we're in chapter 20, and I believe God's going to allow us to finish chapter 20 on this podcast today. The first verse says in 28, it says, mercy and truth preserve the king, and his throne is upholden by 
mercy. So, uh, you know, mercy and truth is shown to a king. I think, I think when I think of the words mercy, uh, when I think of the word truth, so when I think of those words put together, th- those are from God. You know, God promises love. Mm-hmm. He promises his covenant he makes with kings. I mean, and, and so, so mercy and truth, they preserve a kingdom, I think, a leader. Uh, I mean, we miss that in the United States. We are presidents, but boy, I, I think we let our last president down. I, I, I think, yeah. you know, I think he was more truthful than we want to get because he, he put out bad text messages or whatever. And, and some people are just idiots too, but I think, I think we, we owe people our leaders. We owe them, you know, and, uh, and then talking about his love and kindness. Uh, when you look at that verse there, it ends with, uh, his throne and holding by mercy. So talking about, yeah. you know, the, uh, to me, mercy means like this love and kindness type of thing, just being awesome. I mean, I got a definition actually opened in front of me to use in love and kindness. I mean, what are you thinking, Stephanie? It is that mercy and truth that take care of the Kings. It is that love and kindness. Yeah. And I think this goes for, of course, this is talking in, in terms of a, of a nation leader and, and that's true. And I totally agree with you. The presidents that, we, that are my favorites, yeah. Um, which would, as far as it, in my lifetime, so, you know, yeah. you have Reagan yeah. and, and President Trump, those two. And, and I love President Bush. I love um, the father and I love the son. I yeah. I, I yeah. didn't remember the father as much, but um, yeah. President Bush, George W. was in while I was a teenager through my whole teenage years yeah. and, um, or most of them. And I loved him. I loved what he stood for. I loved that he was an American. Of course, he was a veteran, all of that. That was awesome. But in every case of my favorite president, this this verse marked, no president's going to be perfect. No. But this verse marked so much of their presidency. Yeah. And um, there's so much truth to that. And, and God brings this to my mind often. Um, I wish it was it had been more on my mind when I was a young parent. Um, that, that it wasn't just about truth, that there should, you know, mercy is a, it's, it's supposed to be a, a duet where they're complimenting each other. But this verse off the, the concept of mercy and truth governing how we parent, governing how we minister to people, governing how we live our life. Yeah. It's powerful because if it's all truth, you're going to whack somebody over the head when they do something wrong because they're an idiot. If you, if you couple mercy with that to understand it's only by the grace of God that I'm not doing what this person's done. And so it, it get, brings that compassion alongside truth so yeah. that they see Jesus manifest because Jesus is mercy and truth. You know, and I am, I am so proud that Stephanie uses words like knucklehead and idiot now. And I'm, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure her dad isn't uh, and mom who probably didn't get her to use those words, but, but she's absolutely right. And, I wish I had had them when I was back in those days when I needed them. Although I probably would have sparked more. <laughs> so, hey, you're an idiot. All right, stop it. And uh, yeah, yeah, and and you know, mercy and truth, mercy, that love and kindness, truth, it only comes from God. And uh, let me tell you, folks, as we go into break, just think about this: Are you a merciful person? Are you a truthful person? I mean, that'll that'll maintain what you're doing in life, that'll maintain a lot of good things for you. And we want that. God wants that for us. Hey, listen, folks, we're going to go ahead here and break for a minute, but we're going to be right back with you. So make sure you hang with us. 
Well, it's great to be back here with you. And as we look at these verses and going on to that next one, Stephanie, the glory of a young man is their strength and the beauty of an old man is the gray head. Praise God for that gray head right there. And, uh, uh, but the, the glory of a young man and, uh, you know, so God has divine, uh, you know, really designed us in a strange kind of way. So when we're young, you know, we have, we excel in physical type of things, you know, so, uh, so for men, even ladies, obviously, when we're young, we have that physical strength, we can run all day. But you hear people all the time, Stephanie, I know I do, that say, boy, I wish I knew then what I know now, as we get older, you know, we earn those gray hairs and that hard work. And, and we know it's true. And we know there's some splendor in earning those gray hairs and going through some tough times and living through that. Uh, when I talked to Elizabeth Elliot, she was talking about how, uh, you know, she got to uh, get gray hair and her husband got gray with her second husband who passed away as well. And, and then she was married to her third husband, but talking about the maturity that God gives us through the years. And I think she got, I think she got an incredible dose of maturity in there, Stephanie, uh, obviously when she lost her husband and going back with the Indian people, which is crazy to me. Uh, but I mean, what do you think? And you look at this verse and, you know, in the beginning, it's all about strength. It's all about what our bodies can do, what we can do. But boy, there's, there is a, there is a splendor, right? There's a beauty of an old man and it's our gray heads. I mean, what are you thinking? Yeah, well, there's, it's, um, I have all these boys that love to work out. Yeah. And they have contests and, you know, now Joe, I mean, you're not going to believe Joe when you see him, that kid's got muscle. Um, he's, you know, he is not going to be outdone. And I haven't brothers. lifted weights in four months, so I'm bummed out, man. I, it's yeah, too late. Yeah. I'm going to see him this weekend, and they're going to. Oh, I hope they don't beat so, me up. You know, yeah. Joe's Joe's buffing out, and you know they're all they, that. That's their thing, you know, is to to look muscular in their grunt style shirts. You know, yeah. there's this sense of pride that comes with that. There is. You know, so Daniel's wearing his Air Force military shirts with his muscles, and he just feels like he's hot stuff. Yeah, and um, there's that that idea that that's that's how God, to a certain extent, it's kind of like that's how God made him. You know, the Bible says that a woman's hair is her glory, a man's strength. That a man should never glory in being a weakling. That should not be something you're proud of if you're a man. No, that's God terrible. God made men to want to be strong. That's, that's right. That's God's order. So I'm glad that's how my boys are. It says the beauty of old men is the gray head and. I don't think this is just the idea of gray hair. This is the idea of wisdom accumulated through many of life experiences. You know, gray hair often comes on. Um, I know after we came back from Cameroon, um, I had a bunch of gray hair. Praise the Lord, it's gone away. Yeah. But I had a bunch of gray hair. I All of my children, I don't think Emmy did, but my four-year-old had gray hair mm. um, all the way up through my oldest just being they through that trauma hair yeah yeah the trauma had caused that gray hair so when i read about the gray head that's what i think of and that idea that there's a beauty and by beauty i mean the kind of beauty where god brings beauty out of ashes yeah where when someone has been through the trials of life the valleys of the shadow of death those valleys of tears those times when it's not all about how strong they feel like they are. You know, for the young man, they're strong. They're, there's this glory, this, you know, I'm on top of the world, and that's natural. 
but by the time you have a gray head to understand, hey, I'm not maybe as physically strong as I was. I'm I'm maybe physically can't do everything I could do before, but I've seen God be God. Amen. And those trials have led to to a beauty. They bring you places. Reflected. Yeah. Yes. And that, you know, in this next verse continues on with that, you know, the university of hurt, the university of pain, the university, I mean, God uses those things to make us better human beings. And it's hard for me yeah. to even conceptualize Stephanie with gray hair. Just I'm being honest with you. Stephanie has her hair is like a light brownish with some blondish in it. And she gets, I mean, it, it, I, I can't imagine that, but I do know this. I do know strain can make a little kid's hair gray is what she's saying. Some gray hair show yeah. up. I do know how hard it can be. And you know, this next verse, and again, moving forward, it says the blueness of a wound cleanses away evil. So do the stripes in the inward parts of the belly. And uh, boy, pain is a burden, Stephanie. This is a good example of that. I think it's, it's given us a good example of things and pain can be a burden. Hurting can be yeah. a burden. You know, I'm in chronic pain. My wife suffers from some things. I was hurt in the military. She was hurt in the military. I mean, there's some chronic stuff that can come with us. But boy, God can use that. He can use that. You know, there's a fire that can come out of that, that, that cleanses away evil. There's a closeness in God. So for those of you who are out there and you're in pain, uh, I'm telling you, God can use that. It does cleanse us the way evil. You'll be in his word. You'll be learning. And then he gives us this example at the end of this verse. He's talking about stripes. And and, and we know that, that stripes are talking about, you know, people being whipped back then or whatever the case may be. And and it's talking about that even physical punishment to our body. So maybe there's pain they're talking about up above. It's certainly not recommending that people get whipped or anything. But it's saying that the physical punishment that our bodies and lives go through, they can prove pretty spiritually valuable. I, I think that's what I'm seeing here. They can be of value to us, Stephanie. And I don't know about yeah. you, but that makes me feel good that knowing the junk I've been through, that knowing those silly old tumors you got hanging around in there, that knowing the, the pains you've been through, the hurt you've been through, that at the end of the day, God can use that to bring us closer to him that can make it. That makes me feel good. I mean, what are you thinking as you read this? Well, feel good. Um, I do not put those words. In. Not from a physical perspective. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but the, you know, it, it's ironic. We're talking about this. We just, um, they had a pastor at the revival meeting that would share he, a couple times. He shared um, about different heroes of the faith in the past. One was a lady, a mother with two children. She ended up being burned at the stake back in the days of the inquisition. Yeah, um, yeah. But then the other example he gave of someone who had been through trials and yet saw a revival was Charles Spurgeon. And he gave, you know, there's so many glories we think of in, in the life of C.H. Spurgeon, all he did for God. But to understand, if you look at his life, that man went through severe physical trials. He dealt with depression. He dealt with severe attack from the enemy on him physically and mentally and emotionally. And to see what God brought out of his pain. Yeah. Yeah, to see and the other side of it. Of this, yeah. yes, that that I mean, his wife, her health crashed, and they they went through so much from a human physical perspective, and yet God used those things to perfect him, to make him an incredible vessel wow. that, that touched lives around the world. Not just during his day, we're still reaping the benefits, and and same with. 
Amy Carmichael and Francis Havergal and Fanny Crosby, so many heroes of the faith who did great works for God or wrote incredible hymns. They all had that one thing in common. Boy. They went through those trials that made that perfected them. Yeah, it, it just comes down to exactly what you're saying. It just comes down to, you know, God uses this to train us. It's like a university. It's like a college. It's like higher education uh, can be found yeah. in pain. It can be found in these terrible punishing things we've been through. And even in the midst of Stephanie witnessing the most terrible thing in her life, through that, somehow God reminds us that he can use that to help other people. I saw it. Yeah. I, I saw a lady out in the church. Debbie, Stephanie, and I are in a church. I just got done preaching. A lady came walking up to us and made the comment, you know, uh, that her her husband was in jail or she had lost a child, just been through terrible things that in no way uh, – uh, anyone could say she hasn't been through the fire. Matter of fact, I think all of us had tears in our eyes. But to be, for Stephanie to be able to say, hey, I watched my husband get murdered. I got eight kids. We escaped Cameroon. It's like God used that because she had been through that college of hurt, those upper classes of craziness. Uh, Stephanie had been through them too, and it gave them a bond uh, it's terrible to have to, you know, to have that bond. It's a terrible club to be part of, but you know what? That lady got saved that day. And, and, you know, folks, can I tell you that there are things within us that are so terrible that it, it makes us grimace to think about them. There are things in us that are so bad. Uh, we don't ever want to think about them again, but God looks at those things and say, how can I use that? You know, we, we go over there and, and it's hard, you know, um, when you read that God says he can use those things that we've been through to help others, that's a pretty tough thing. I mean, the apostle Paul, you know, I have no idea what was his affliction was, but God was using it. Uh, I have no idea. You know, I mean, that guy couldn't stay on a boat to save his life. You don't go for a boat ride with him. Uh, <laughs> but God was using that. And, uh, and there he is shackled up there saying, Hey, we're going to be all right. We're going to make it to shore. The spirit of God just visited me, man. And we're going to be all right. You imagine the way these guys were looking at this dude. Hey, do we unhook this guy? Has he been, uh, you know, did he get a little bit too close to the campfire? I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, but boy, God can use him. Well, listen, we love you folks. Now listen, if you need to, if you need our help, if you want to hear about our ministry, we'd love to talk to you. So drop me a note over there. Helpful wounded spirits. We'd love to tell you about the direction we're going. We want you to be with us. We want you to be part of what we're doing. Uh, we want you to be part of, uh, of healing. So make sure you drop us a line at helpful wounded spirits. Write me a note at Doug at wounded spirits.com. We'll be glad to get back to you just as soon as we can. We sure do love you folks. Hey, remember to wear a smile that only God can give you today. May God bless you. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart.
that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.